The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. What have you said to me recently? Recently. Rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of you. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the faces made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. There's two videos on the top of the page. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can catch that up until 3 p.m. Eastern today, at which time he'll be live there. And then on the right side is where we're streaming live this morning. Just click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got, and click on the Rumble icon. Join us on Rumble in the chat. And if you want to go directly to Rumble, you can do that. Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Subscribe to the channel. We'd appreciate your support in that. As well as BeforeIt'sNews.com. We're there at the top of the page uh, if you want to check us out. Also, uh, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty, Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. And also, if you've got a Roku device, we're on Cutting Edge TV there, right up under where we're 
at onsignsalibritymedia.com. You can sign up for our email newsletter. Uh, we don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it, just one email a day. And then if you want our ministry email, head over to Sons of Liberty Radio and sign up for that. That's once a week. And uh, you'll find out what's going on in the ministry. You'll also find uh, Get Bradley's article for the week. And then also, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you'll find out what the special is we have in the store. Speaking of the store, this week, we're highlighting the grass doesn't work, the rocks do. This is Bradley's book. It's normally available for a donation of $11. This week, we're knocking 25% off when you use the promo code GRASS. All right, and that's through Saturday night at midnight. So if you want to pick up Bradley's book, and I hear good things about it. I haven't even got a chance to read it yet, but I hear really good things about it from a lot of you who've picked it up. Uh, this is a, a great time to get it. 25% off. Use the promo code GRASS, and that is through Saturday at midnight. Also, if you want to support us, there's a donate button at the top of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that make a one-time donation or partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And we appreciate all of your support. We really do. We can't do what we do without you guys supporting us. And so we're, we're really grateful for that. A couple of quick headlines. And then what I, what I thought I would do is, is I'm going to do it this way. <clears throat> I'm going to play two quick videos before I bring Lynn on. Cause we're going to, we're going to probably go over uh, Lynn tells me and from all the tabs I've got open, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's the case. But uh, what I want to do is I want to hit a couple of headlines and then I'm going to play two videos within those. They're very short. Um, but I think with the talk of what we're hearing going on now and my whole opinion about the leaked documents, they were leaked for a reason. If these guys have an intention of actually overturning Roe v. Wade, it's to push the legislation to, quote unquote, legalize the murder of the unborn that they have in, in Congress. Uh, I have a question whether they're going to even do that or not. I think it's it's all. Boy. Anyway, uh, with that said. Um, I'm going to have some bonus videos. I get, I gather videos each day. I'll start throwing bonus videos in the archive down at the bottom um, that you won't see here, but I'll have them. So if you want the bonus videos that I get extra, um, they'll be in the archive. Okay, gives you incentives to go to the archive too. <laughs> All right, uh, here's a couple of headlines. Uh, SonsLibertyMedia.com. Medical journals censoring. All science that documents adverse reactions from COVID shots. Does this sound like they're following the science? Uh, are the, do they really expect the American public to believe there's no adverse effects from any vaccine at all? Including the COVID shots? Is that what they're expecting the people to believe? That's what they want you to believe. Because uh, they work for their masters, Big Pharma. Okay. Also, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, former abortion doctor who performed 1,200 abortions, left Congress speechless in description of second trimester dismemberment of baby. Now, I, if you have guys have not seen this guy, um, Dr. Anthony Levitino, okay, this was from 2016. He, after his daughter had had a tragic automobile accident, he lost her. She, she died in that accident. He reevaluated what he'd done. He'd he had killed over 1,200 babies, and he repented. He stopped doing it, okay? And I want you to listen. This is one of the short videos. I think it's only about two minutes long. He's going to tell you what he did as an abortion doctor. If this doesn't break your heart and anger you, to action, not just make you mad, anger you to action. I don't know what will do it. Listen to what this guy has Dr. to say. Dr. Levitino, we'll begin with you. Welcome. Thank you, Chairman and members of the committee. Um, I only have five minutes, so I'm going to get right to it. Second trimester D&E abortions performed between roughly 14 and 24 weeks of gestation. 
Your patient today is 17 years old. She's 22 weeks pregnant. Her baby is the length of your hand plus a couple of inches. And she's been feeling her baby kick for the last several weeks. But she's asleep on an operating room table. You walk into that operating room scrubbed and gowned, and after removing laminaria, you introduce a suction catheter into the uterus. This is a 14 French suction catheter. If she were 12 weeks pregnant or less, basically the width of your hand or smaller, you could basically do the entire procedure with this. But babies this big don't fit through catheters this size. After suctioning the amniotic fluid out from around the baby, you introduce an instrument called a sofa clamp. It's about 13 inches long. It's made of stainless steel. The business end of this clamp is about two and a half inches long and a half inch wide. There are rows of sharp teeth. This is a grasping instrument. When it gets a hold of something, it does not let go. A DNA procedure is a blind abortion. So picture yourself introducing this and grabbing anything you can blindly and pull, and I do mean hard, and out pops a leg about that big, which you put down on the table next to you. Reach in again, pull again, pull out an arm about the same length, which you put down on the table next to you. And use this instrument again and again to tear out the spine, the intestines, the heart and lungs. Head on the baby that size is about the size of a large plum. Can't see it, but you pretty good idea you've got it if you've got your instrument around something and your fingers are spread about as far as they go. You know you did it right if you crush down on the instrument and white material runs out of the cervix. That was the baby's brains. Then you could pull out skull pieces. When you have a day like I had a lot of times, sometimes a little face comes back and stares back at you. Congratulations. You just successfully performed a second trimester DNA abortion. You just affirmed her right to choose. Now, I know that's hard to hear. But... This stuff is going on thousands of times a day in this country and who knows how many in other countries. And I'm amazed to watch people's faces, many of them completely unmoved by what he's saying. Some of them are visibly bothered by it. You can see it in their faces. You need to hear what this is. This is not a right to choose. This is murder. And murder is a choice, don't get me wrong. But the pro-life crowd that screams the woman is a victim in this, what is wrong with you? What is your mental malfunction? This is murder. This is mom paying off a hit guy, a hit man, to murder her child. And I don't know when the people are going to take their rightful place as the militia and start gathering together, organizing, and shutting down these abortion clinics. You have the power to do it. You have the power to do it. In fact, it's your duty under the Constitution. You're the law enforcers. I keep hammering that issue all the time. It is our duty to do it. It is not that the representatives should be handling it. They should, but they're not. And we need men of courage to stand up, put together their county militias, and start dealing with this evil that's right in their midst. We, we just need to do it. I, I wanted to play it because this guy's been in it. He's out of it. Um, and, and he knows what's going on and telling you exactly what's happening there. Also, real quickly, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, the destruction of animals uh, to food. Excuse me, animals and food to fight climate change is madness. You can check this out there. Uh, also, Pennsylvania cop charged with murder for shooting, fleeing unarmed 12-year-old boy in the back, killing him. Remember, we had the lady yesterday. They shot her on the ground with her hands up, no unarmed, everything, with an AR-15. 
Also, and as NBC calls Elon Musk a danger, their news director is busted trying to meet a child for sex. I showed you the video of them chasing him down. And boy, can you believe that? Oh, I was trying to lure the boy in so I could get him off these apps. Yeah, right. Right. Also, the Liberty Bells announced a change in their schedule for planned Pilgrim's Progress event. You know, they were going to have, I'll let Lynn speak to that in a little bit, but they were having that for the summer uh, program and they're not going to be able to do it. And that's largely due to Suzanne um, helping her mom. I'm not going to give too many details. I, I did speak with her a little bit, but uh, things are really tough there. Keep Suzanne and her family in your prayers as her and her sister seek to uh, to care for her mother. Okay. Uh, also, final one, com uh, commitment. Uh, to social justice, the bias guiding CRT research. David Rizalata is posting some things back on Sons of Liberty Media. We appreciate you, David. And uh, if you guys, if you guys want to really understand the mechanics behind CRT or the communist movement or any of that other stuff, David's your guy to do it. He really is. He really is good for that. Uh, I want to play one other one. This one's only. This one's less than a minute. And uh, this is speaking of the abortion issue. This is Elizabeth Warren. And somebody in the video calls her out and says, you want to dismember children in the womb, which is what she does. But I want you to notice near the end, she'll say "We something like, we've had enough of the extremists. She's talking about the people who want to end what that doctor just told you is going on in abortion clinics daily. She says the people who want to stop that are the extremists, not the people ripping little babies apart. Listen to what she has to say. I am Angry and upset, angry and upset and determined. The United States Congress can keep Roe versus Wade the law of the land. They just need to do it. I, I've never seen you so angry. You seem to be. This is what the Republicans have been working toward this day for decades. They have been out there plotting, carefully cultivating these Supreme Court justices so they could have a majority on the bench who would accomplish something that the majority of Americans do not want. That's not true. 69% of people across this country, That's across a lie. this country, red states and blue states, old people and young people, want Roe versus Wade to maintain we as the law of the children land. The we we need to we're do no, that. And we have a right, a right to murder and rip our babies apart. Did you hear what she said there? Sorry, I, I didn't mean to talk over it. I usually like to do it. Let me back that up just a little bit. We've heard enough from the extremists. You're the extremists, folks. She quotes 69% of the people want the ripping of babies out of mother's wombs, the murder of those children. That's just a lie. This is the lady that told you she was Native American. Folks are honest, right? She's lying to you every word she's got, and you can hear it in her voice. She's about to crack. She's so mad. But you know what? A lot of those guys on the Supreme Court aren't, aren't for overturning Roe v. Wade. Uh -uh. Even the conservative guys. You might have Alito. You might have Thomas for it. But the other guys that got installed... Not a chance, and they've already shown that they're they're not about that anyway. In any case, it's right into the core Wednesday, and as always, we have with us the Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Well, good morning, boy. Rotten is is very much true, but let me let me just say one thing, and then we're going to dive into two one sentence bills that are so packed full of BS. It's not <laughs> even funny. Okay, a draft is not final. 
And a cancellation is not a disappearance. And what I'm referring to are the two top issues that both the R's and the D's are using to pit them against us. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Yep. They're not, they're, they're definitely not, they're definitely not going to do what all the hype is. There's just, it's just not going to happen. But, but look at the timing, Tim midterm what better time to stir the pot from both ends and i'll be darned that's what they're doing with two different issues yep yep i totally agree totally agree okay okay so anyway we are going to look at uh lots of people today who say they're conservative and find out that not so much Okay, H.R. 899 has been trotted out under uh, in connection with the relieving or cancellation of student debt. Well, the whole the whole solution just in the Department of Education, H.R. 899 is one sentence and it says to abolish and shut down the Department of Education by December 31st, 2022. Okay, it's sister bill. Senate bill. Three, two, uh, yeah, three, two, three. Now, same sentence, okay? Kentucky is the state where both the senator and the representative have united to bring this about, okay? Now, I will say this is probably the third or fourth time that H.R. 899 has been recycled through every congressional session, okay? The attracted and the first time that it popped up was probably 2014, which was right about the time that Every Student Succeeds Act was starting to, in, in both its versions of the House and the Senate, was starting to really hit the fan, okay? It's been recycled ever since. It's gotten some traction here and there, okay? But this is the first time that I can find that there's been a sister bill in the Senate. And what we've noticed, Tim, is when Congress does this, one or the other, if, if, if either survive, it's going to be one or the other, and they mean for this to happen. Now, what we've pointed out on our show, what I have pointed out on my blog for years, is that if you shut the department down right now, do you solve the problem? No. You scatter the problem. And we have um, articles there for you. And this was from 2017. And I asked the question, what do you want? Do you want to close down the Department of Education or do you want to get rid of the federal control in education? Because you cannot, and I repeat, you cannot have both. And here's why. Because before the Department of Education was made a sole entity, Tim, bits and pieces were housed in other uh, federal agencies. For example, anything that had to do with work was in labor. Anything that had to do with loans was done, I believe, uh, Treasury. It would revert back to that old system. Okay, it would be splintered. Everything that has to do with the overreaches and mental health and the school based health services that we're seeing, guess where that would land? The Department of Health and Human Services. Guess where a lot of the stuff that uh, is going on right now in in the, the flashy news is connected back to what? The Health and Human Services. So you're not going to solve the problem. What will solve the problem? What would be a better thing for Massey and Paul to do? 
because Massey's your representative. Rand Paul is your senator. And let's not forget that Mitch McConnell is in on this too, okay? And if ever there were a rhino, it would be Mitch McConnell. But let's stop and think about the fact that you have Every Student Succeeds Act, unconstitutional as it is. That would be where you started. You'd start there. That would retract repealing the, uh, excuse me, that's a redundant sentence. It would retract the law thereby taking everything with it. But you'd have to have the states be willing to give up their government cheese in every single department that Every Student Succeeds Act has split the money and funneled it through different systems. For example, the career tech education that everybody thinks is such a great thing for homeschoolers, uh, that goes through not only Department of Education, but it goes through the Department of Labor. Uh, now, unfortunately, because the way that Title I was reformulated under the Every Student Succeeds Act, every bit of service for your special needs students that are connected to health and human services as well as education, those would take a hit too. But let's stop and think about it. The state sold out their sovereignty to take care of education and health care in state when they took the first bit of federal money in any case. Okay, so not to belabor the point, but that's just what is not being said in these bills. So what is the flavor of the month right now with midterms? The only solution, shut down the Department of Education, get rid of every single student loan out there. Now, it's a rumor and I'm not going to deny or confirm it because I've not looked into it. But if that happens. And we already know there are billions of dollars where this cancellation has happened. Every person's income tax would increase exponentially. Told you it had to go somewhere. It's not going to disappear. So, again, draft is not final. Cancellation does not mean disappearance. Now, all that is for background. Now we're going to spend a lot of time looking at the sponsors and the co-sponsors, because Tim, the deception has been so well played on both sides that it is not even funny because it doesn't matter if you're R and a D. School choice is the way to go. If you're an R and a D, oh, education savings accounts, because after all, the money has to follow the child because the public system is doing such a crappy job. Well, if you'll remember the, the, um, webinar that Suzanne and I did exposed the real agenda behind the school choice education savings accounts was not to kill public education. It was to make all education public, therefore under federal jurisdiction. So again, closing the Department of Education is not going to solve the problem. It is absolutely not. It will extend the problem because it will be entrenched even more. So, so Lynn, with that, let me let me yeah. ask you one quick question. You said, well, there is sure. a solution. Mm -hmm. What exactly does that solution look like? I mean, can you kind of walk us through some of that as to what it sure. will be? You would have to have the largest group of citizens in every state petition, petition, petition their uh, state and federal representatives to start repealing 
Every student succeeds at thereby repealing the data mining, repealing the federal funding that's coming to the state. Remember, it's it's not even 10 percent, but yet the government has 100 percent control. So you would have to very carefully to start petitioning to remove all these harmful parameters that are the the strings that come with the money. And once you start repealing those, then you can prudently go in and, okay, now that I've repealed all these laws, I've gotten rid of FERPA, I've gotten rid of your, or I've restored FERPA, excuse me, I've not gotten rid of it. I restore FERPA, which is the Families Education Right to Privacy Act, which would remove nine-tenths of the data mining that's going on that's harmful, that we've shown how harmful it is. You would repeal Every student that sees that, you would restore the FERPA to what it was pre-Obama. You would then have the sturdy foundation, Tim, to prudently go in and shut down very slowly the Department of Education, thereby shutting down the Department of Labor, thereby curtailing the health and human services. It needs to be shut down, too, because each one of these is unconstitutional. Okay. All right. So, so you're, I want to make sure everybody understands you're not against shutting down the department of education. You're for that, but you're saying, you're saying there's things that's got to be done first before you do that. Absolutely. So let me, let me, let me, let me go a little further. I know we got a lot of stuff to cover, but let me go a little further because I I think people want to see the solution and they want to say, okay, how can that be a part of the solution here? So I'm wondering if maybe you can put together maybe an article that says, here's what needs to happen. You can, if you want to do it at the federal... Oh, you have. Okay. So I did. It's it's in our archives. It's already been done because there have been three or four national grassroots efforts to do this prudently. So I have said in my articles, I have said on air and I will state it again. And you can go back in the archives related to this that you and I have done. And you will hear me unequivocally say, yes, I'm for it. But we cannot do it irresponsibly. And that is what Massey and Paul are pushing is an irresponsible removal of an unconstitutional agency. Okay, so you you basically have, I I would assume, at least two ways of doing this. One is by Mm -hmm. the feds doing it, doing their thing. The other one should be, I would think, by the states that using nullification, the states using nullification on that. And this gets back to something that we've talked about before, and that's convention of states, where these guys want to mm-hmm. say, "Oh, we can, we can have this and then the," other. and they're deceiving the people about what's going on there uh, mm-hmm. with that whole thing. Who who calls the convention? Who sets the rules? I mean, we already have documentation saying Congress is the one going to set the rules, guys. So Meckler and company, or who doing about that? But here's mm-hmm. the thing, Lynn. I can remember telling our own state representatives, "Hey." If you won't stop taking federal money for this, that, and the other, except for the constitutional things like highways, then what good is it to to rewrite all this stuff? What good is it to put in a thing of a balanced budget when the states who who feed off of that federal money will say, yeah, well, all we need is like 26 states to vote for more debt. And now what they what they do is they end up making legal what the Constitution says is illegal. I, it just it's incredible, but I, I wanted to get that in there. That that right. what you're oh, saying is, you're, that. Yeah. yeah, you're not against getting rid of oh, that. No. It's just there's no. a there's a there's a steps that you take, and I wanted to make sure that that was clear. Right, and so this is what in in the archives you'll find is the 2017 article where I ask you 
What do you want? Do you want to do it prudently or do you want to do it irresponsibly? So yes, that article's already been done. And it's a shame that it's only 2017 because here we are 2022. And guess what, Tim? It's just as relevant. Okay. I uh, give you another article where you can find uh, some more that supports. Let's do it prudently. I'm not the only one. I give you an uh, article from Anita Hogue uh, where she wrote, here's the boomerang that'll happen if you just do an irresponsible shutting down. So I'm not the only one out there who is for doing this in the proper manner. Okay. Um, if you would there, now we're going to shift over to the money that's behind these supposed uh, responsible bills, uh, or I'm going to just call them what they are, these irresponsible uh, federal actions, okay? There's an image that I have for you, and this is a web. This is a web that is tied to school choice and the privatization of all education, and this will be in the archives for you as well. So, Tim, if you would go ahead and show that. This is from an article that I did Let's see, all the way back in, do, 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 hang on. This was from 2016, where I was telling you then, if you think education savings accounts are great, if you think this is just for public school, there's your money trail right there. And a lot of the co-sponsors are tied in to a lot of the groups that you see on that page. So, uh, S. 323 has no co-sponsors, but uh, Massey's bill, H.R. 899, has 18 so far. And here they are. Okay. Uh, Okay. Duncan from South Carolina. Gats from Florida. Biggs from Arizona. Norman from South Carolina. Posey from Florida. Roy from Texas. Heiss from Georgia. Burchett from Tennessee, Bobart from Colorado, Staub from Florida, Clyde from Georgia, Taylor Green from Georgia, Miller from Illinois, Weber from Texas, Gomert from Texas, Gozer from Arizona, Good from Virginia, Brooks from Alabama. Do any of those names sound familiar, Tim? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And are they known for, are they being remembered for good things or for, let's just, you know, muddy the waters more? Yeah, or either being a mouthpiece for all the stuff that uh, people want without yeah. actually going through and fulfilling it. Yeah. That's that's the whole thing. Yeah, yep. exactly. See, I'm so cheerful today. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, here are the super PACs behind a lot of those co-sponsors in, or sponsors as well, because let's not forget that Massey and Pollard just is muddy on this one. Okay. Club for Growth, the Senate Conservatives Fund, Mason Capital Management, Salisbury Industries, the Forged Group of Kentucky, the U.S. Immigration Fund, Red Apple Group, Needham Roofing, Captive Air Systems, LMBILP, the 21st Century Healthcare Movement, Hunt Companies, Cox Companies, Tower Hill Insurance, Golden Age Farm, Rule One Partners, DEP.com Power, Walter Oil and Gas, Suburban Collection, OORAH PAC, which is tied to Representative Todd Young of Indiana. You'll also find that the House Freedom Fund, 
Mm -hmm. Say Trump, anybody? Uh, B3 Strategies, the Irving Moskowitz Foundation, which I forgot to include all the links to how well it has funded the House of Representatives. But I can make that available for you for the archives, Tim. Okay, Gaylord Sports, the House Freedom Fund again, Project West PAC. Uh, let's see here. I have the Tiger Pack, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Duke, Cock Industry, uh, Coach Brothers, Cock Brothers, however you want to say it. Avon, USMC, which is the United States Marine Corps, We the People Pack, uh, University of Rhode Island, America First Events. We, um, Ed Jones Investments, Veritas Global Protection. Let me point out, they are behind a lot of the electric car movement. Uh, you also have the Marcus Foundation. You have, uh, let's see here, what else? We have NASCAR, Lockheed, uh, do, 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 Boeing, uh, the Majority Committee Pack, uh, and Freedom Works. Oh, nice. We also have Qualcomm, Reinventing a New Direction for America, Toyota, the Liberty Caucus, the U.S. Navy, and General Motors. Mm. Now, okay. I think the particular picture that you wanted me to show didn't come mm -hmm. through for whatever reason. I don't know why. That's a, oh, it was the, but, that, but the oh, web one oh. there that I was showing, it's yes. interesting to me. You've got, mm -hmm. the, you've got the same um, suspects that are in everything else, it looks like. I mean, everything yeah. else that comes up is the same. Bill Melinda F Gates Foundation, right. um, you know, Paul G. Allen, some of these other people that, that are in there, Michael Bloomberg. Uh, right. You see all of these, these people and then all these other things branching out into different foundations and state school um, mm -hmm. associations as well. Right. Well, the one image that did not show that I wanted to show was from the 26th Art, uh, 2016 article that will be in the archives where that web photo can be found. And it was telling you that on May 20th of 2020, that Senate Bill 1425 from Senator Rand Paul would amend the IRS tax code to cover Coverdale accounts or education savings accounts. This is the same man who just trotted out uh, the bill to help incentivize parents hmm. for school choice to the tune of what? $10,000 per family. And this is a constitutionalist? Yeah, I, I it's, you know, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. He's not his daddy. That's for sure. Um, oh, and, and well, sadly, his dad has been woven into this web as well. And mm. we have evidence for that. And I'm, I hate to do it. But if we're gonna gonna look at the web, you gotta look at all of it. Okay. Um, let's see here. Let me see where. Okay. So Club for Growth. Uh, we've already said they support H.R. 899 and they are passing themselves off as real conservatives. If you look at their platform for education, school choice all the way. OK, and they're calling themselves real conservatives. This is what just really should float your boat. OK, uh, the New York Times from 2016, there'll be an article in there where it tells you that Trump was giving money to Rand Paul. Uh, you will also see that we have a, another web, and this one is about all the Trump entity or the Trump money that has infiltrated this entire nation. And if you go to this particular web, the larger the name, Tim, the more influence. 
And if you zoom in, Betsy DeVos is in big darn letters. And what is Betsy out there doing now? She's pushing school choice and education savings accounts, especially in the state of Michigan, because after all, public education is so bad, we've got to give the money right to the parents so they can be the ones in charge. And, you know, I understand parents like to be in charge. They should be in charge. But when the government is so busy giving you the illusion you're in charge, especially through some of these education savings accounts that are attached to these uh, supposed parental rights bills. Again, God made you a parent, not the bloody government, okay? Government gives fundamental rights. Parenthood is a God-given right. So uh, what the government gives, they'll take away. So if you think that the the, uh, parental rights bills are the way to go, you need to look at what's in the language. You need to understand the agenda is giving you the illusion that, oh, yes, you're in charge. But, oh, yes, by the way, we still control the curriculum. We still control the assessments. We still control everything. And you're just along for the ride. Okay. Uh, so you'll see there. Now, uh, I give you also from 2019, uh, a lot of the same entities that will show up in that Trump web show up in Charlotte's article. And one of the chief ones is the Heritage Foundation, because they, too, love school choice and education and savings accounts. OK, Freedom Works uh, is is pretty wicked. Now, we have a video for you and we're not going to play all of it because it's pretty lengthy. But here you'll see the president, Adam Brandon, tell you without a, a twinkle in his eye that there is no way the Coach Brothers or however you want to say their name or, or their entity had anything to do do with the founding of Freedom Works. And I'm going to tell you what, there's enough research out there to blow that one out of the water. And if you want to see that, Tim, if you'll go to the particular link, we need to start at the beginning. And then we're going to go to about three minutes in. Senate Health Committee. And at 2 p.m., a House Armed Services Subcommittee. Right, I think you had seven minutes and something where we were starting, I thought, but maybe not. Yeah, what yeah. No, no, I want everyone to hear the lie first, and then we'll go to the seven Brandon, minutes. I'm sorry. President okay. of Freedom Works joining us this morning to talk about the midterm elections, what he thinks mm-hmm. the Republican Party needs to do to prepare for that, and his proposal for a contract, a new contract right. for America. First of all, though, Adam Brandon, tell us about um, Freedom Works, who funds you, and how's mm-hmm. you, what's your organization's uh, mission? So we are a national grassroots organization. Last year, we had a budget across our three organizations. We have a foundation, we have a 501c4, and then we have a political side of our operations that's off to the side. So all three of those organizations, we raised a combined about $20 million and had about 50,000 different donors. And and your organization in the past had been funded by the Koch organization, the Koch brothers. Is it still funded in part? Ah, it actually, that's a, I'm glad you asked that question yeah. because we never have been funded by the Kochs. That's a common misconception. It's on a lot of Wikipedia pages. Yeah. But we've actually, Freedom Works has never received uh, funding from Coke. Um, and you, so you said over $20 million in donations, mm-hmm. basically private donations. Mm-hmm. And your primary, broken into these three organizations, your focus in terms of the, the midterm elections, what part of Freedom Works handles that? That will be the political side of the okay. organization. So that's where we'll be actually doing the door knocking, the texting, 
the hand-to-hand kind of work that you do in an election. Uh, The other sides of the organization, the foundation, can comment on policies and policies we believe in. And the C4 side of the organization can talk about bills that we support. But the politics comes out of a side of the organization called Freedom Works for America. For having you on this morning, we had seen your piece in... uh in Newsweek, I yes. believe, mm-hmm. about calling for a new contract for America. Of mm-hmm. course, the first, 1994, mm-hmm. from uh, Newt Gingrich, was mm-hmm. very successful for the Republican Party then. We already Let's have a contract. It's called like the U.S. Constitution. For so America. first, if you go back, I was in high school back in 1994, and I remember hearing about the contract, and what I remember at that point was, so Republicans stand for something. There's something that they're going to do. And if you look at what the contract became, the contract back then, it was kind of boring and procedural. It was about committee chair assignments and other things like that and just promises to vote on these issues. And so I but I think that clear explanation of what they were and what they were going to do was very helpful for the voter. And if you fast forward to today, if you look at Congress, there's what, maybe 40 to 60 seats in any in any election, in any midterm or any general election, they're going to be up for grabs so that there's possibilities. Most seats are either very strongly Republican or strongly Democrat. So in those 40 to 60 seats that you have in the middle, you need to talk to those voters. And for those folks, beyond talking to your base, a lot of Democrats like to talk to their base, Republicans like to talk to their base to win control. You need to address those issues of those folks in the middle. And I see a, there's a large grouping of different issues you could take. I think there's empowering parents with schools is one issue. Uh, defunding the police. We have the scourge of violence going on right now. Um, there's many others that I could add, things such as the broken border and immigration. I, I would love to see it. Tim, you can stop where- there. Okay, if you'll skip over to the seven minute, 723, and we're going to end it at 939. This is where he will tell you straight out of his mouth what they're after as far as parents and education. As I said, we talked about elections a little bit. Uh, what, what, we, what we've uh, pulled up from the, the Newsweek article, that the areas that you focused on in that piece were education, mm-hmm. policing and community safety, election integrity we talked about. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk more big tech and free speech and mm-hmm. immigration and border security. So mm-hmm. starting at the top there on education, mm-hmm. um, where do you see the problem is? What, 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 what would you like that contract for America to say? Well, I'm going to leave it. I just know that's an issue that they can go and yeah. write. And I know what I would write if I was doing it. Right now, in and in you look at our, our lives right now, we, you can go into a store and customize anything you want, from your car to your clothes to anything. You don't get a customized education. Our education stuck in theories from Otto von Bismarck and Prussia. That's basically how you set up our system. Was that old school, you know, you know, the teacher sits at the front of the room. Education is dynamic. We have, I think we should be embracing systems of micro schools. I think the money for it should follow the student, not follow the system, where you have a million different solutions. I think you should be empowering teachers. I would love it if great teachers could open up a school with 20 students, 30 students, that really focused on individual student needs. I believe, you know, I make a joke with younger people, the dating apps like Tinder, you can figure out exactly who you want to meet out there when you go out. Why can't you do that with education? My, my student is excelling in reading and falling behind in math. Why can't I find with my phone a teacher in my area that excels at teaching my type of do, student? Does FreedomWorks, do you support um, school choice then? Absolutely. But I, my form of school choice goes back to the dollars follow the student. What about, um, what about public education? What do you think the responsibilities of the state are? I think are? the responsibility of the state is to make sure the funds are available for the student to get educated. <laughs> and what's the, is there a federal role in that public education? 
You know, I would, in my dream world, this would be pushed back all the way to the states. The problem is I live in reality where there is so much happening here. I mean, so many of these issues, even elections, I believe is a state issue, not a federal issue. But I think what you could do here is kind of rework with the bureaucracy. And the, the whole idea is the bureaucracy is pushing this back to the states. That's what I would rather see. You, this is now, Lynn. This is exactly. This is when I when I mention R.L. Dabney. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what he's talking about. Them trying to push this on the South, and then once they force the South to write in their state constitutions about education, that was where they. That's where they. That's where they put the hook in their mouth, and all they're doing is feeding those little droplets of federal tax uh, federal dollars it, that's what they call them they're really our money uh it's yeah. debt notes but they're that's what they're doing they're feeding them that while they got them on the hook uh by what they had them put in their constitution i think the people one of the things we ought to do is go and have our our uh, state representatives remove any authority for the state to be involved in education at all then you you eliminate the whole point of having federal dollars for that in the first place but right. getting them to give up that authority yeah, we're going to have a tough time with that one. Okay, the man's full of worms, okay? The Prussian model is not the teacher standing in front of the classroom, leading the classroom. The Prussian model is a workforce, barely educated person, not for education or intelligence or academics, but for what? Economic profit. That's his first mistake. The second mistake, oh yes, the money following the child. Honey, that's fascism. It's the pay-as-you-go. It is also part of this workforce-based case system. It is also propping up the data mining, the massive big tech that is so intrusive that sets you up on the blockchain. So he's telling you what he really supports are those things. And he's telling you that if you align with Freedom Works or you align with the Republican Party, that that's what you're going to want too. Well, it's not surprising considering that, uh, you know, the GOP is is pushed off as, you know, the, the great emancipator and all that, you know, with Abraham Lincoln. And yet they forget all of the ideology that he brought in there that was Marxist. Uh, so right. I, I'm not surprised by that. And has anybody else... Uh, Picking up on the fact that that Republicans are they have the red color. Hmm, what does that go with? I'm just asking. I'm I'm not trying to build up the Democrats. They're bad too, but but they bear yeah. all the signals and all the marks of Marxist. They're just not as uh, how shall we say bold faced about it like the Democrats are. They're they're just not. But they're the same. It's the same thing. They're they're oh, pushing the same thing. Yeah, when it comes to education, yep. it doesn't matter the R of the D because I'm telling you, I've studied it enough. I've looked at enough of the, the, the people's websites where they're on the same page. And I'm telling you, for midterms, the R's chose education, the D's, something else. And they're pitting it against us to divide us so that they can somehow remain your friend. Well, Lynn, and here's the thing, too, I noticed that he was saying, oh, you know, I'd like to see where the they can get together and have 20 kids in the thing. They can do that. We, we talked about if, micro schools. If you, they were if, yeah, if you want to ignore that system and get together with like-minded parents and you guys want to do that, people do it all the time around here. And they're not, I, they're I, not beholding themselves to any of this stuff. 
I understand. But when he talks about micro schools, think about the, the shows you and I have done on those. And those were a supposed solution to getting yourself out of Common Core. But then when COVID came along, guess what? They included micro schools in the funding. So did you escape the system? No, well, no but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking yeah. about just parents getting together and doing the yeah. things apart from any kind of organ organization. Then they're organized, right. obviously, but not an organization kind of front where they're taking money from people. They're using their own resources as parents to teach uh, and coming together. They, Absolutely. You can do that, people. You're free to do it if you want to do it. But the, but the question is, Lynn, and I don't think some people are asking this, this question. You know, there's that old thing that comes out of the what the Spider-Man thing with great power comes great responsibility and all this. Well, with with the the it, with your children, you've got a great responsibility. So what are you willing mm -hmm. to put into it? That's really the question. Yeah, what are absolutely. you willing to put into it? If you're not willing to That's put in anything and you're willing to just dump them off at any old place that says we'll educate your kids, we'll watch them for eight hours or 10 hours a day, or whatever the case may be, and indoctrinate them. Well, then you're not the people we're talking to. I mean, you're, you're people who yeah. need to hear, but you're right. not the people we're necessarily talking to. Right. Well, I will have to say in 2011, Freedom Works did have an article that was written on why abolishing the Department of Education was the right thing to do. But again, did it do it responsibly? Did it do it prudently? No. Nope. And they mentioned Barry Goldwater in that particular article. And, you know, I got to looking because I know. I've done research on the Goldwater Institute. Okay. Big difference is Barry Goldwater's education platform from, from his manifesto back in the 1960s can be found. And on pages 70 and 76, you'll see that he was supporting money following the child. He was for school choice and especially charter schools for private education. Um, excuse me. I'm sorry. Whoops. I'm so sorry. Um, let me please retract that. On 70 and 76, you will see his stance on education is very much, it's up to you. We should be doing it by ourselves. We should not have the federal government. However, it's his uh, institute that has gone on and favored the money following the child, the data tracking the school choice and especially charters for private education. So I'm sorry that I got this too confused. So his original platform was a little different than what his institute has now turned it into. But here's the fun thing. Goldwater did not found uh, or did not uh, establish that institute that bears his name. One of his followers did, and this is what they've turned it into. So I just want to make that little bit of, of difference yeah and, really and by the way the the goldwater institute uh mm -hmm. i think nick Dranius heads that up and we had some interaction and they pushed the convention of states as well as mm -hmm. a balanced budget amendment right. as as well at the federal level just Absolutely. so people know so they're, they've got the same ideas of things mm -hmm. that we've been warning you uh yep. that you should oppose yep and you know years ago when i was on uh women on the wall call alice Linehan, the, the lady who was the the vocal part of the, the uh, national calls that we had every week. She went to an education savings account presentation by the Goldwater Institute the night before I went to one by the John Locke Foundation here in North Carolina that's supposedly all nice and conservative as well. And Tim, it was frightening because when we got together and we compared our notes, we might as well have been sitting in each other's presentations because they were verbatim almost the same rhetoric.
That's interesting. That's interesting. It is. Okay. If you go to FreedomWorks main website, you will see their stance on education is 155% on um, supporting school choice. If you go to their latest uh, annual report called Turning the Tide, you will uh, be able to download that. If you scroll through it, just look at the people who are popping up in support of Ed Savings accounts or uh, school choice as it is. And it's really alarming who you'll see. Okay. Uh, we also will provide for you in the archive today an archive letter that shows Freedom Work was formerly known as the Citizens for Sound Economics, where the coach, uh, the coach industry or brothers did fund that. Uh, Ron Paul was their first uh, official organization commissioner. So that's his association with the coach industry. Okay. If you go back and you look at Ron Paul's open secret um, uh, funding trail, you'll find Google, you'll find Microsoft, you'll find some of the biggest big tech companies. And again, this man was supposed to be all about constitutionality and, you know, homeschooling without government intrusion. So why why did he take money from some of the biggest data rapers out there? I don't know. But it, it calls into question, are these conservatives telling you everything? Absolutely not. Because what you'll find is not only was convention, uh, excuse me, the Citizens for Sound Economics tied to the coaches, it was tied to Alec. And we know how toxic Alec is as well. We know Trump is also in with Alec. We also know that DeSantis is in with them. And he's being trotted out as, as one of the best conservatives right now. Uh, if you want to find out the roots for the Aura Pack, there's going to be a link for that. The Project West, the House Freedom Fund. Uh, if you go to the representatives and senators' stances on, on education, you'll have both Representative Massey's and uh, Senator Paul's, and you'll see that they are all for school choice. And the thing that, that really bothers me, Tim, is Kentucky is supposed to be such a, a wonderful conservative state, but yet their representation is doing anything but being conservative when it comes to things like technology that is so roped into ed, uh, education. Uh, if you'll, it, it, it just really bothers me that these people passing themselves off as constitutionally minded have such big common core entities giving their campaigns money, thereby saying we have a seat at your table on how you're going to not only do your legislation, but in how it's carried out. And yeah. that would be Lynn, the public private evidence. Uh, Lynn, we yes. got about 20 seconds here. Do you want to oh, tell people oh. where they can find out about you and we're going to carry over a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Okay. CommonCoreDiva.com. Uh, if you wish to financially bless any of my work, uh, there's a donate button and hit that up and we'll we'll finish this up on the other side. Okay. All right. Now, if you want to catch the rest of this, uh, jump on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. We'll see you over there for the rest of the interview here with Lynn. And uh, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And tomorrow and Friday, we're hoping to have David Pruitt back on. He was feeling a little better. We're going to finish up our prepping Series series section two, and uh, don't miss that. We'll talk to you in the morning. All right, want to uh, welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And Lynn, uh, you were dumping yes. a bunch of stuff there to end the radio <laughs> show, and uh, so let's uh, let's jump on the rest of the stuff you got to cover okay. today. Okay. 
All right. I just wanted to take a sidebar for just a minute because I meant to bring this up before I started talking about where you can find all these uh, pieces of information. And that is go back and look on who voted on the Every Student Succeeds Act. Okay. You can look at the House version, which was the Student Succeeds Act. Um, and then you, I think that, wait a minute, I'm getting my titles mixed up. The House had one name for it. And then the Senate had the other and they combined it. And when they combined it, that's when it became the Every Student Succeeds Act. But those who voted yes on Every Student Succeeds Act from Kentucky, Mitch McConnell, uh, Hal Rogers, Andy Barr, uh, Yarmouth, and Guthrie. Uh, Comer, I did not see if he voted or not, but Paul and Massey both voted no. And so that's the point they're sticking in your face is, well, we didn't support the Every Student Succeeds Act. But yet, Tim, look at the trail of evidence that is showing them they're supporting things that are in the Every Student Succeeds Act that were mandated and they're continuing them. So I don't understand why you're going to trot out one point that says I said no on the official vote, but yet I'm going to go over here and I'm going to continue for my constituents and the rest of the nation ways to prop all this BS up. Yeah, I'm not sure how they're doing it. I remember hearing Ron Paul talk about like when he would vote on something, if he was opposed Mm -hmm. to it, Mm -hmm. uh, he would he would say, look, I'm going to oppose it and my vote. But he said, should this thing pass through, I want to make sure that they're not just going to take this money from my people. And he would make sure that the people are going to get the money. Now, it's it's a dirty job that way. Don't get me wrong. I think, you know, you should say, no, you shouldn't use any of the people's money in that. Uh, And I think there are some ways around it. But at least I understood his methodology in there that if we don't win this vote, I don't want my I don't want my the people I represent to have their money taken from them uh, because it is their money. And that, and I, so I, I, I understand trying to balance the thing and saying we want to shut down the bill, but at the same time we want to make sure that 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 our money for for our people is protected. I think the thing that you're showing is that money's got a whole bunch of strings tied on it if you're going to keep it mm-hmm. onto them. Absolutely. Okay. So if you would, Tim, let's go to the vote smart where we're going to look at Rand Paul's uh, campaign supporters, and we'll look at how many of them are the Common Core machine. This is that Just Facts Vote Smart. Oh, I'm going to have to find it. I got so many things <laughs> open here. It's called okay. what now? Just Facts at Vote Smart. Okay. Vote Smart. This, mm-hmm. Okay. And we're going to Massey? No, we're going to Paul. Paul. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're going to Paul. Gotcha. All right. So there we go. If you look at his um, particular member groups that are supporting him. Uh, what do you see? Uh, campaign for Working Families, Family Research Council, Illinois Citizens, Citizens for Life. Um, wait a minute. Okay, so. If you go to education, okay. Oh, okay. Every, I'm sorry. Yeah, if, yes, I, did, I should have told you that. Well, I'm sorry. I, I didn't see okay. the part there. Okay. First American off, Federation yeah, of Teachers. The teachers. Mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm. American Security Council Foundation. The Library Association, don't forget that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they got 0%. What is that? Uh, That's why I didn't that read would, it. 
Yeah, that's okay. But these are people; these are funding groups that have been in the past Ooh, because okay. it'll give you I the see. year. Yep. Yeah, it'll here, give you the here year. they do. Okay, so American Library Association, American Security Council Foundation, Americans mm-hmm. for the Arts Action Fund, National Education Association, the American Hellenic uh, Educational Progressive Association. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, isn't that fun? So mm-hmm. those are just some of them. And, you know, the teachers' unions, oh, my goodness, they are so twisted okay now if you want to look uh well now that's interesting this americans for the arts action fund why they even have them in there they're zero every year same thing with the national education association i I, you know i didn't look past that okay Okay. i I, maybe i should have but i didn't because i knew i was having so much on here sure that's um but anyway i wanted to let you know that back in uh 2022 Massey has endorsed Senator Rand Paul as well as other co-sponsors for HR 899. So, uh, you know, hey, why not go ahead and endorse the people that you're, you're pulling into your, your bill? Because after all, we got to work at this together. Ugh. Anyway, um, let me see. The other thing that I wanted you to, to show was there is a Facebook video where you're going to see Betsy DeVos and Mitch McConnell before a Kentucky pastor meeting. All right. And we're not going to play the whole thing, but let me see, where do I have the timestamps that we're going to use? Okay. What I'm going to tell you about this particular one. And um, if you've got that, we can go ahead and pull that up. Okay. We want to skip ahead to the 10.38 mark where the head leader of the pastors is speaking, uh, because before he starts speaking, Tim, every pastor in that group that was there at this Kentucky meeting was lock, stock and barrel in on the school choice. And uh, he's going to speak right before Betsy DeVos. And we'll get to what Betsy's words are, too. Okay. In our community. They're not politicians. Too many of our, of our African-American political black structures, they, they, don't, they don't speak for these, the children we're talking about because their children are doing fine. These are the children, these are the men and women who touch the lives of, of the left-behind children. And, and I'm just wanting you to know that we appreciate that uh, you being here bringing the, the power of our federal government to say that we, you care about our, these little children that has been forgotten. They talk, they're talked about, but there's absolutely nothing being done except give us time. Care and government don't go in the same sentence. Seymour? How many five-year plans and three-year plans do we have to go through? So you, you heard one of the questions that, uh, was raised is, you know, what what resources do can can the Department of Education go around? We got a we got a, a, a an administrative structure that that's not going to bring nothing to organizations like ours. And so what we were what we we're hoping is to you to be able to give us some confidence that that there is some help coming in support of what we're doing. Oh, Lord. 
Oh, it gets better. Uh, now, are we wanting to pause it, or is she fixing to say something She's, through her mask? Yeah, yeah. All Just right. watch. Well, thank you, Pastor Stevenson. And, and you can't hear her because you you've got that. For, um, your being here, your advocacy for children and their futures. And uh, to address the question about what do we do now um, while – sorry, I've got a little problem with the hearing getting – there we go. Um, what do we do now? What can be done right now? And um, McConnell? what are the opportunities? I referenced in my comments the fact that we will, um, we will now no longer discriminate, as the federal department has done, around institutions that are uh, religious in nature. So the charter school program going forward, there is opportunity to apply for and become a part of uh, that program going forward. Um, I, I think a question about what, you know, doing now what needs to be done, considering the fact that there are millions of kids that are struggling, that are um, being left behind, and this, this uh, COVID crisis has only magnified it with many of them learning at a distance and not really being connected to their uh, education environment. So I think the, the urgency around uh, a change has become ever more clear in the last few months than ever before previously. Um, I know in all of the years that I have advocated for state-level policy to empower parents, never before have we had an environment like we have today. And so I believe that now is the time to raise voices more loudly than ever before and to um, insist on the policy changes that need to take place both at the state level. You know, Kentucky has uh, had some fits and starts with regard to advancing um, parental empowerment and choice. Um, now's the time to insist on it. it, it it's got to happen. Insist on it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the same is yeah. true at the federal level. You know, Senator Scott introduced the School Choice Now Act. Uh, if enacted, if Congress would pass it, we know President Trump would sign that in a heartbeat. Sure he would. Um, it would provide, and, and if Kentucky decided to participate, because the, the, the legislation is written to really give states choices, we believe in violation that of that's the Tenth Amendment component. But Kentucky would be the recipient of for up to $72 million, million wow. every year mm -hmm. in voluntary contributions on the part of individuals and businesses who mm, would redirect a small portion of their federal tax bill into scholarship funds specifically for students in Kentucky. And so your help in getting support for that uh, with members of the legislature from Kentucky, as well as anywhere else that you have relationships. Um, we said, you know, Jim stated it well at the beginning, education is not a partisan issue. It's not, it's because it's not a constitutional cases, issue. It has acted like one, but it is not a partisan Moron. issue. Gosh, I, the states oh, these people make me mad because they get in there and just think enacted, they can do what they want. What we've seen is these traditional public schools have continued to improve right alongside of the choices that other families have made. 
And the question is why? Well, I think when you have something else to benchmark yourself against, you make changes and you make decisions that you would not make before when you do it in a, essentially a monopoly or a vacuum. And so when I look at uh, results and achievement levels from students in Florida as compared to many other states, I see tremendous progress being made where there are more choices and there is more of a marketplace of, of options and creativity around the kinds of schools and the kinds of education experiences that kids can have. And we know we that there. every single kid yeah, I, I got to tell you, I'm sitting here going, she's talking about a, you benchmark yourself. Why don't you benchmark yourself against the Constitution? Where is the education at an Article One where Congress can write legislation on it or fund it? And she's obviously pushing that. And it's like, mm -hmm. you treasonous little witch here. What are you oh, doing? Yeah. But she's uh, she's seducing them with $72 million, million is what you guys oh, can and get. Did you notice that she picked on Florida? Do you know why? Because she helped fund... Uh, DeSantis's campaign, yep, and yep. you and I have gone over this. Okay, uh, not to belabor anything, but if you want to look, we will have this in the archives as well. The archive of the former Representative Ron Paul's book on education reform has some of the same tones that you just heard DeVos preach. Privatizing funds through school choice. Education is a free market competition, which means the education savings accounts, or she called them the scholarship funds. Let the businesses decide where the students go and guide the parents. Public-private partnerships, especially between ed and labor and commerce. And education as an economic tool. And that's that hurry up to learn so you can hurry up to earn. You'll find that. 2014, Charlotte did name Ron Paul and his homeschool curriculum as part of the problem because it was who was encouraging him and who was saying, here's how you need to write it. Uh, Going to let you make up your mind on that one. I'm not here to tell you anything other than the evidence is out there. Okay. Open Secrets will show you that Ron Paul, again, has received campaign money from Microsoft and Google. These are some of the biggest common core machine entities out there. And IBM is also, also on there as well. And we know how wicked their past is as well. So you'll have that particular uh, resource as well. In the archives section, Tim, there'll be the 2019 article dealing on that uh, round of HR 899. I showed you uh, more about how it's not going to be the, the knee-jerk reaction that we actually need. I give you the article from 2017 that would show you where all the agencies that would benefit from Ed shutting down and thereby helping continue the problem. All right, from Charlotte's website, the article about the myriad of supposed Christian conservatives who sold out to globalism and school choice will be in there. That is called Global Tyranny by Conservative Pied Pipers. You don't want to miss that article. Uh, also from uh, Charlotte's website, there will be the school choice privatization scheme can be traced back to Wichita, Kansas. And that's where the Coke Industries is headquartered. So there's no mistake there. Okay, uh, we'll also give you the link from Ballopedia where you can see how Freedom Works has uh, slowly watered itself down. You'll see uh, Charlotte's critique on other so-called conservatives who aren't 
or who weren't, in her opinion, really being honest with America about how education was being treated. And that's an eye opener as well. You'll also see that there is a U.S. public law now that bears Barry Goldwater's name, and it can be tied to the United Nations STEM efforts. And you can also see that the 117th Congress now has an amendment to, to prop all that stuff up. And then, of course, you'll have the article where you'll see that web image for the private schools and charter schools. And let me just say, Trump has endorsed a lot of the same people that are the co-sponsors on this H.R. 899, uh, former Senator, uh, yes, former uh, Representative Ram, excuse me, Ron Paul, is also out there endorsing some people for 2022. And the common denominator is we're going to give parents more freedom by giving them school choice. Incredible. Incredible. Well, Lynn, is that all we got for today? As though we didn't have enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I do want to speak, though, to our our Pilgrim's Progress because we had put a lot of work into that. Uh, But it was a decision uh, that Suzanne and I made together because this is a joint project, it, in good conscience, I cannot do this this summer walkthrough by myself. Uh, and so I'm going to be taking all the responsibility for the Liberty Bells while she's taking care of her. She and her sister are taking care of her mother. Uh, we definitely need to pray for them. So what we're going to do with the Pilgrim's Progress, if you want to go ahead and sign up, you still can. Just know that your seat at the table will be reserved I'll if bet, you do so. I'll bet you could get Bethany to sit in on that. She would love, you know, love to you do know, that. I really, that's so interesting <laughs> that you said that because all day yesterday, I'm like, I wonder if Bethany would do this. I wonder if Bethany would do this. So anyway, see we'll, we'll see. But that's that's a great idea. That's I the Holy Spirit right idea. there. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so for the Liberty Bells, we're going to continue on with the plans we had made, which is we'll have our show tomorrow. We're going to be having our Saturday night special. And then Monday night, May the 9th, is when we move to our new time slot. And I'll be managing that by myself. And so I would love to have someone sit in. I really, really would. Because what made it so much fun, Tim, was we were together and we could bounce off of each other. Because otherwise, I'm just the diva, you know, if I'm by myself. So um, I want to just make that little request known out there. And if you wish to financially help uh, Suzanne, right now, the only way you can do that is through my Common Core Diva PayPal. That's how we were funneling all the the Liberty Bells funds to help uh, both of us. So if you want to do that expressly for her, you just need to mark it when you you do donate on my website. If you want to go ahead and sign up for the Pilgrim's Progress, like I said, you'll already have your seat at the table. Space is still going to be limited. We just don't know when we're going to be able to pull that off. She's got to have everything in much better shape. Okay. And lastly, lastly, if you just would pray for for not just your family, but my family too, because, you know, this is a trying time for every one of us. And there's a lot of just misinformation and disinformation and you know we've got to have clear minds and we've got to have clear hearts yep and and good filters too that's our discernment Uh, that's why we need to be in the scriptures we need to know what they say so we can apply them to these kinds of things thank you lynn for everything that you do we appreciate you you. coming on every wednesday and uh you know 
basically dumping all this information. I mean, it, it's not like, I mean, the people don't have to go do it. You've done it all for them. They can just go back and cross check and say, okay, what do, how do I need to apply this in my particular area and uh, what I'm doing? And that's what we want to see. We want to see those solutions come. And uh, I appreciate you explaining the deal on the uh, Department of Education, stuff like that. I, if it was me, I'm more of the nuke guy. Let's just dissolve the whole thing because it's so it's corrupt to the foundation now and uh, let's just do that and start all over again uh and that way we just eliminate those who are the corrupt ones who are pushing this kind of stuff but eventually we're going to have to deal with them again because man doesn't change in that aspect and so we that's why we have to remain vigilant and we're getting deeper and deeper because we haven't done that in any case guys uh catch if you if you want to support suzanne you can do that make it special when you do your PayPal donation, say it's for Suzanne, uh, or if you're doing something there to support the Liberty Bells or Lynn herself, then make sure you do that when you go to CommonCoreDiva.com. We'll be back in the morning with uh, David Pruitt tomorrow. We're going to be hitting on gardening again, and we're going to pick up from where we were and talk about specific things. And I want to get away from the term medicinal. Uh, I want, because I know that's tied really to sorcery. I'm trying to repent of that kind of mindset, but those things that bring health and healing that we eat, that we consume in our body or we use on there uh, as the creator is given. So that's what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. It should be pretty exciting. Uh, hopefully David's filling up to the task. He was feeling a lot better yesterday and we'll see you at 6 a.m. in the morning. Don't forget Bradley will be on at 3 p.m. Eastern. See you.